hey, hey, my, my. Hello, everybody. Harlan Williams here. Hey, hey, my, my. Uh, cool collective way to start the podcast. There's a lot of creatures crawling around in my studio. I had spiders walking around on my equipment the other day, and now there's little flies. Maybe I, I need a fumigator or something. Anyhow, welcome to the show. We're going to be taking a bunch of your phone calls today. We're going to be listening to your Pavement Pounder phone calls. Also, uh, I, I had something happen to me that put a real big smile on my face, and I recorded some of it so you could hear it. It was just an, a random offbeat moment that came up during one of my average normal days. Just a little, a little ray of sunshine that poked through that just made me stop stop everything I was doing and just and just enjoy a, an unexpected moment. And I don't think we have enough of those, so I thought I'd tell you about it and share it with you. Also, a very strange news story. Apparently, a, a young girl, eight or nine years old, was found in the jungle, and it turns out it's like a real-life jungle book story. She was raised by monkeys. She can't talk. She, she crawls around on her hands and knees. I mean, it's it's really weird. So we're going to talk to her. She's calling in. So get your bananas ready. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! no. I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from out of Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Yeah. All right. Let's let's start the show with something that made me very happy. You ever just, you know, out and about going about your business and, you know, you're just, you know, just an average day, another average moment in your life. And then all of a sudden something, you know, comes into your peripheral and it just like makes you happy and puts a smile on your face. It could be could be a unicorn, it could be a clown, it could be somebody tripping and falling and it made you laugh, it could be a, 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 some graffiti on a wall, it could be a friend you didn't expect to see all of a sudden walks by, who knows what it is. But in this case, for me, it was late at night, I was over at the, the, at the gym and uh, I was walking back to my car, and I trucked out near Hollywood Boulevard. You know the famous Hollywood Boulevard where the Walk of Fame is and all the stars are embedded into the concrete? And I'm walking along, and I start to hear this sound. And, you know, I'm just minding my own business. I'm, I'm not in any particular frame of mind or any type of mood. I'd say I was neutral, you know, I'm just like, okay, the day's closing out, I'm heading back home, I had a good workout, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
And all of a sudden, I start to hear this noise. And it's an instrument. And, you know, it's a street musician. And normally, you know, I, street musicians can be so-so. Sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're not. You know, how, how, much, uh, how much attention does one pay to a street musician? You know, it's like 80% of this, 20% of that. But this guy caught my ear. It was, it was late at night. It was probably around like, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Hollywood Boulevard was fairly empty. There wasn't a ton of people walking around. A few cars were going by here and there. And this this guy, this, this kind of ragged-looking white dude who was very frail and skinny and had long, dirty hair and a ponytail. And if I'm being honest, looked like he might have been a homeless guy or, you know, someone who's seen some rough times. He kind of had that classic look of a, you know, the, the, the gaunt, underweight, frail, unhealthy-looking, drug addict type of alcoholic type of thing. With His clothes didn't look very clean. But that being said, who knows? Maybe he was a millionaire. I, you know, I don't know. But he looked like the kind of traditional kind of peddler or, or busker that you would see on a busy city street. And, uh, and so I started to hear this guitar sound playing. And then I, st- I, I walked over and I, I watched the guy. He kind, of, he kind of lured me in. He was just standing there very unassuming, just kind of playing. And what, what caught me is that the, the, the picking, if you will, the, the playing was, was very intricate. It was, it was kind of like a lot of finger movement and a lot of, you know, he wasn't singing. He wasn't doing a contemporary song or a hit song. He was just playing. And here it is. Here's, here's uh, you know, you can hear it in the background. And, you know, he had a little bit of reverb, a little bit of echo. He had, he had the little, like, uh, you know, amplifier set up. It was an electric guitar, and he had it plugged in. But it really had, like, a haunting and kind of soothing sound. And I really enjoyed it. It, it filled me up with happiness, and, and I really got into it. Like, it was, you know, sometimes music is just for the ears, but then sometimes you hear music and it gets right into your soul and you kind of feel it and you kind of, it kind of moves you emotionally and it kind, of, it kind of moves you spiritually. It kind, of, it kind of gets in there behind the ribs and into the heart. And it's more than just like sound in your head. It's kind of like a body vibe. That's what this guy's music was doing to me. And so I stood there for a bit, and and I walked up, and I put some money in his little, you know, bag. He had a little shopping bag out. And I just told him, I said, way to go, man. You sound great. And he was very grateful. He goes, hey, thank you, man, you know. And then I just stood back, and I, and I listened. I stood there for, you know, normally I'll, I'll give a busker a couple of minutes. But this guy stood there for 10, 15 minutes and just listened and absorbed it. And what was interesting 
is at the point in time when I put my money in the bag, a couple of other people had walked right past them. And in the course of me standing there, these people made a point of walking all the way back and putting money in his bag. I think, I think it affected them the same way. And, 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 you know, the, the, they walked past him. And I think as they were leaving that, that music, as I said, it, it got inside of them, which is a rare thing to do. You know, it's tough to do that with music. I mean, lots of people can do it, but it's not every musician that can kind of get in there deep, you know? And all of a sudden these people that had, that had left, all of a sudden came, you know, one of them came back up this big flight of stairs and just walked right up to the guy and put money in. And this other man had walked down the sidewalk with his little daughter and he walked all the way back. And I was like, wow, this guy's having an effect on people. So not a big dramatic story, but just, just a, a nice story and a nice feeling and a nice vibe. And I, I guess I wanted to tell you this because it it's just nice when life throws you kind of a, a nice little unexpected, you know, moment of happiness and joy and it creeps into your heart and you could be having a good day or a bad day regardless. It just enhances, enhances your moment. It adds some color to your day, especially if you have a bleak day. It, it adds color. And I don't know if this gentleman knew the effect that he had. Maybe he does, but he, he certainly he certainly looked like he was beyond worthy of being a street performer. I mean, I was not only listening, but I was watching. I was watching his finger movements. I was watching him play that guitar. And he was really on it. Like he was he was doing a lot of intricate you know, kind of, if you listen to the music, it's kind of like electric jazz type of electric picking. And uh, it wasn't just your standard strum, strum, strum along. I mean, this guy was, was moving it, man. And what I'm saying is this guy had talent. This guy had ability. And I, I hope this guy, I hope I'm wrong about him. I hope he's like some kind of secret, like rock star millionaire. And he just, he just wanted to come out and play for people. That was kind of my fantasy. I was like, I bet this guy's like been in a huge band and's played all over the world and he's tired of the big crowds and he just wants to share his gift and get out on the sidewalk and play his heart out for people in an anonymity. Yeah. So, so there you go. I, 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 unfortunately I recorded it on my cell phone, so I, it's, it's probably not doing it justice. But uh, I, trust me, it sounded really cool. And, um, and I put a little clip up on my uh, Instagram feed. Just a little 30-second clip so you can kind of see this guy in the background. And you might be able to hear it a little clearer uh, when you, when you um, check out my Instagram. So there you go. Just a little, little, a little slice of happiness to start off today's podcast.
Garland. Hey, man, when you were uh, pretending like you were kissing that girl with the pop rocks in your mouth, it kind of sounded like you were starting to kiss her. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not so sure that would be a good thing. But uh, you could also consider using pop rocks when you're going uh, downtown. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? It's a good thing to try. You know, try it. Uh, Wow. To pop rocks when you're going downtown? Holy smokes. Yeah. When you're going uh, downtown. You know what what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I do know what you're saying. I think you're saying going downtown. 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 Is that what you're saying? You know what I'm I'm saying? Downtown. Uh, Downtown. When you're going uh, downtown. When you're going uh, downtown. Downtown. Am I doing it right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, hey, man, one last time before I let you go. Downtown. Uh, Downtown. All right, cool. Thanks for the call. Who else we got in there, Raj? Any more callers? Hey, Harlan, what's going on? This is Mike. I just wanted to let you know that this day, one year ago, my wife and I got married. Uh, So when I found out you were going to be in Virginia Beach at the Funny Bone, I asked her about it right away, and she said we could go on one condition. I had to leave a voicemail for you on your Harlan Highway. So here I am, and I just wanted to thank you in advance for all the laughs, and we're really looking forward to it. So thanks again, man, and as always, chicken chow mein. Well, hey, Mike, congratulations on your marriage. Uh, That's beautiful. I love it. And uh, I'm glad you you thought of me on your anniversary. Um, And uh, the Virginia Beach show already passed, and I'm I'm guessing you were there. And uh, what a a great weekend I had in Virginia Beach. Really, uh, really great crowds, really fun people. And... um, I enjoyed it so much that I uh, I posted some of the Virginia Beach stand-up comedy show uh, on the premium membership. So if you want to hear uh, hear some of the Virginia Beach stand-up comedy, it's it's some uh, new material. It's me spritzing with the audience, going toe to toe with people in the crowd. A lot of fun. Some really great crowd interactions. Um. Just uh, join up with our premium membership. It's 20 bucks a year, and uh, you get to hear special uh, features like that as well. You have access to every single episode of the Harland Highway, and we're coming up on 900. So your free membership gets you uh, the, the latest 50 episodes, but for 20 bucks, your premium membership gets you all kinds of stuff. So there you go. Check it out. And Mike, thanks again for uh, coming by the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. And if you want to see me do stand-up comedy live, just go and uh, check my stand-up comedy tour schedule at harlowilliams.com. Okay, Roger, we, are we moving on? I think we took a few calls. Let's, let's switch gears here. Yeah, let's do something else. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Let's do it. North Korean news. Let's, let's roll it. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of crazy headlines coming out of uh, North Korea. Let's get caught up. Well, this is an important news update from North Korea. 
지 엄중시하지 않을 수 없는 것은 우리 측이 조선인민군 반문점 대표부의 명의로 미국과 남조선 당국의 올해 을지 프리덤 카디온 합동군사 연습을 중지할 때에 대한 공개 소환을 내버렸음에도 불구하고 어떻게 하나 연습을 강행하여 조선반도 정세를 또다시 긴장격화시키려는 불순한 의도에서 이번 반공화국 모략 사건을 날조해냈다는 것이다. We will keep you updated on this story as it develops. Yikes. Oh boy, I, I hope that situation in North Korea clears up soon. That's, that sounded really, really intense. Um, speaking of, of news stories, I, I came across this article that blew my mind. It was like a modern-day like, like jungle book. It was like a modern-day jungle book meets Tarzan, but it's a girl. It was a really fascinating story um, about a little girl that was raised in the jungle by monkeys. This is true. They, they found her. I'll, I'll read you the particulars of the story. Listen to this. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. This little girl's been living with monkeys. She was found in a jungle in India after being spotted by woodcutters. She was naked, uh, she was emaciated, and she was walking on her hands and knees. Monkeys attacked and chased her rescuers. Doctors believe she's about 10 to 12 years old. She can't speak, but she communicates with hand gestures. She'll be taken to a juvenile home where police determine how she got to the forest and who her parents are. Right? Isn't that kind of fascinating? I mean, when you think about it, you know, if, if a baby was abandoned in the forest and and the monkeys were at least be were at least able to provide, you know, basic sustenance, you know, like fruits and, and leaves and and the edibles, and the child out of just pure instinct to fill her stomach started to experiment and eat things that she found that were provided in nature. It is possible, and if she had the protection of the clan, of the monkey clan, you know, if, if, if they were part of a, a, a group, a, a, a tribe, if you will, and they offered her protection and comfort and, and you know, to some degree, some type of emotional support. Monkeys, whenever you see them in a, in a, uh, in a social setting, are, uh, are very um, socialized. I mean, they, they do a lot of touching. They do a lot of pruning and grooming. They sleep together. They, they, they form bonds. They, you know... They communicate with, with sounds and facial expressions and body language. And, and if you got to remember, you know, it's like any human child. If you're a human child and you're raised in a Latino family and everyone speaks Spanish, that's what the child adopts. Or the child might live in an English, in a English family and adopt English or French or German or whatever. So, so children... They have no expectation of, of what they're entitled to or, or what they're supposed to get in life. And so um, and so basically, they kind of adapt 
and are conditioned by their immediate surroundings and the people, or in this case, the monkeys, in, in the immediate surroundings. And because all human organisms, all living organisms want to survive, they have an, uh, we all have an, a survival instinct in us. This this infant uh, probably uh, you know was able to copy the actions of the primates and 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 you know mimic and imitate uh, all the things they were doing. She probably figured out their language of grunts and screeches and and whoops and wahs and howls. I mean, she probably began to understand that as as commonly as a a human baby would start to uh, comprehend words being spoken by uh, parents who spoke a modern language. Isn't that fascinating? That maybe this this child potentially has the knowledge to interpret. Uh, monkey language, something that scientists study all the time and, you know, try to figure out, like, well, why, why does a monkey sound like this? Why does a monkey growl like this? Why, why does it bare its teeth? Why? But what, but what if this child just intrinsically knew because it had to? It grew up in the environment of the monkeys. And this child ha- held all the answers to uh, monkey language. She'd, she'd, she's bridged the gap between... Uh, you know, identifying all that a monkey does to communicate, and uh, if she, if she potentially, as I imagine she will, will learn how to speak English and acclimate to human behavior. What if she somehow becomes this this conduit between monkey talk and human talk? That could be a huge scientific advancement. But anyways, it's a fascinating story, and we were like, we got to get the the monkey girl on the show. So Roger, uh, through a lot of string pulling, Roger's giving me the thumbs up. She's on the line? Oh, amazing. Okay, so through a lot of of string pulling and talking to the consulate and in India and various, uh, I won't even go through the list of people we had to go through to get get an interview with the monkey girl. But uh, let's get let's get it right out of her mouth. Uh, from what I understand, she she has been able to pick up uh, some English language at this point. It's limited, but apparently uh, she can talk and wants to tell this story, and we're we're fascinated to hear it. So, without further ado, Roger put through. Uh, I guess for now we'll just call her Monkey Girl, and if she has a name, she can tell us. Here we go. Um, hello, monkey girl, are you there? Hello, Uh, monkey girl? uh, Um... Yeah, we're uh, trying to, uh, you know, follow up on the story about you uh, being found in the in the jungle in in Africa. Uh, is it all right if we ask you a few questions, Monkey Girl? Oh, uh, okay. Um, I guess everyone's wondering what did you eat? I mean, how did you survive? Uh, 
on on anything there. Um, uh, did boy, this this is gonna be a little uh, tough. This is gonna. I understand you're coming from a delicate environment. Uh, I'll try and keep these questions fairly simple. I hope I can get through to you. W- were you able to eat uh, any meats or or berries? Oh, oh. Um, how many how many uh, monkeys were in your were in your pack your your tribe? Um, okay, I, 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 I understand we're going to have a little bit of a communication barrier here, monkey girl. Um, maybe some more, I'm just trying to think of questions that, that we as, as, as humans like you obviously would ask if we were in this situation, where, where did you go to the bathroom even? Uh, um, okay. Um, did, did you, did, did the other, did the monkeys care for you? Did they nurture you? Did they protect you? Okay, settle down. Um, oh boy. Um, I don't know. Should, what, Roger, what should I ask her? I, I, I don't know. She, she's a monkey girl. Did you eat bananas? Are you fucking serious? So, excuse me? Are you fucking serious? A monkey girl? Did you just ask me if I ate a banana? Yeah. Well, yeah. Who is this I'm talking to? Well, who did you think you were talking to? It's a monkey girl, you fucking insensitive asshole. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what's the what, insensitive? Oh, because I'm a monkey, I've got to eat a banana. Um, well, isn't that what monkeys eat? Oh, it's wet, so we're going to play this game. So just because I'm a monkey, I've got to eat a banana, you racist piece of garbage. No, I'm not being... Monkey girl, relax. I'm not being racist. I I, I, I grew up thinking mo- monkeys love bananas. Isn't that the case? Oh, and, and what, what nationality are you, my friend? What nationality? I'm, I'm Canadian. Oh, so are you white? Yes, I'm white. Oh, well, well I, I guess you don't know how to dance then, do you? You stupid, uh, you have no sense of rhythm. You, what do you like, uh, white toast and uh, white rice for dinner? No, I don't like white toast and white rice for dinner just because I'm white. Oh, see, how does it feel? So why don't you ask monkey girl if she likes a banana? What, wait, first of all, why are you talking all of a sudden? No, 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 don't go back to that. You were definitely speaking, and in fact, you were speaking quite uh, coherently. Now, what's going on here? Monkey girl, are, are you, what, well, I'll try this again. Do you eat bananas? Oh, so you're going to go back to the racist piece of garbage. Just because I'm a hairy little monkey girl, I've got to eat the bananas? 
See, there you go again. Now you're talking really, really good and perfect English minus your accent. Oh, so now I have an accent, do I? Because what? Because I'm a monkey? I've got a monkey accent? Is that what you're saying to me, you piece of garbage? Look, I'm not a piece of... You're racist. You're, I think I have a banana. You think I got an accent? Would you like to come over and, uh, you know, rub my hairy ass? No, I don't want to rub your hairy ass. Why not? I'm a monkey. Why don't you just play your little organ and I'll jump up and down. Ooh, ee, ah, I'm a little monkey girl. Ee, 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 ee. I'm a jumping monkey girl. Throw me a quarter in my cup. Ee, ee, ee. Stop it. This has just gone very strange. Now, can you explain to me where you learned to speak? Stop it! Cut the monkey calls. I know you can talk, monkey girl. Cut it out! Okay, if, if you want to play the monkey call game, how about this? Did you eat any bananas? Oh, there you go again. Tell me about the bananas because I'm a monkey. I suppose you think I'm a... Why don't you just call me a dirty monkey, you racist piece of garbage? Okay, maybe I will, dirty monkey. Oh, you stupid honky piece of garbage. Why don't you go to the dance hall with a bowl of white rice and a loaf of white bread and put, uh, you know, a white ivory soap all over your face and, uh, you know, be white. That, that, that doesn't offend me. Be white? I don't care. I am white. And you're a monkey girl. Stop the... I'm not buying it. Did you eat bananas? Oh, look at that. Always going back to the bananas, huh? Just because I'm monkey girl, I crawl around in the forest. You think I eat bananas? Well, guess what I did? What? I snuck behind the Denny's. I eat full moon over my hammy. I eat French slam. I eat all kinds of cordon blue chicken. Sometimes I sneak behind the Morton Steakhouse and I eat a, a whole fucking lobster tail. How about that, you racist piece of garbage? I'm not a racist piece of garbage. You're a monkey girl. I was asking monkey questions, and then you got all fired up because I asked you if you ate bananas. Oh, look at this. Holy fuck, you know... Okay, you, your kids, I'm eating a banana all of a sudden, you racist piece of gut. Stop it with the racist. You were a girl of Indian descent found in the jungle raised by monkeys. Is that accurate or is that not? Okay, Roger, I'm getting nowhere with this, this, this girl. Well, how about this? You uh, you ever swing around in a tree? Oh, so now I swing in the trees. Is that what you're saying, you racist piece of garbage? I'm going to come over there with my little monkey paws, and I'm going to grab your areolas on your little man nipples, and I'm going to twist them. I'm going to twist them like I'm twisting a radio dial at an old-fashioned radio station. I'm going to twist your areolas until milk comes out of them. I'm going to twist your areolas until flames come out of your fucking eyes, you racist piece of garbage. Stop it! Good God, I'm not a ra- You know what? I, I think we're going to let you go, monkey girl. Yeah, goodbye. God!
the hell was that, Roger? I go from... Suddenly I'm a racist because I'm act asking straightforward questions about monkeys? Is there a person alive that doesn't think monkeys eat bananas and swing in, in branches? I mean, just because she's a, a monkey girl, she doesn't have to be so sensitive. These are legitimate monkey questions for someone who was r apparently raised by monkeys. I don't see any racist connection. I asked about the diet, and I asked if they swung up in trees. Maybe she's just sensitive because she's, she's, she's stepping into the human world, but she, she sure sounded pretty articulate to me. And how would she even know what racism is against monkey? How did she know what monkey racism is? Something's a little fishy here, Rod. I don't know if I'm buying this story. Look into it some more, but uh, let's let's uh, let's end the show on something a little more positive, can we? Good Lord, bizarre. After all, it isn't every day that we entertain celebrated contest winners. Hello. Hello. Hey there. So, I was calling about El Paso, Texas, and I was going to tell you. Some people say there's nothing to fucking do here, but there's a lot to do here. So, you should get the fuck down here. It's going to be fun. All right. All right. Dude, sounds fun and not creepy at all. Like, just sounds totally fun the way you said it. Like, no, no I wasn't even thinking creepy and scary, but just fun. And I'm in for El Paso as long as, you know, we get to go downtown. A downtown. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? So I'm totally down, dude. But but to, uh, as long as we get to go downtown and as long as it's fucking fun. Get the fuck down here. It's going to be fun. Okay, bro. Sounds fun and not creepy. I'm in. Harlan, how you doing? This is Robert. I can actually say I'm a first-time listener and a first-time caller. I actually saw your show in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I went with a group of people, and you were hilarious. We loved it. Um, damn good job, and I hope to see you again. Just wanted to give you kudos to your uh, latest uh, podcast on the political correctness BS that's been happening across our country. Way to go. You said it right, my friend. Um, well said, and I'm going to be listening from here on out, buddy. Take care, and uh, I guess my sign-off, since I'm originally from Iowa. Bone-in ribeye. Take care. Semper Fi. Ooh, I like that, man. That's kind of like, like uh, you know, like dueling food groups. It's like chicken chow mein meets uh, bone-in ribeye. You know, I say chicken chow mein, baby. Bone-in ribeye. Chicken chow mein, baby. Bone-in ribeye. Chicken chow mein all the way downtown. A downtown. Bone-in ribeye. Ha, that is fun. Some people say there's nothing to fucking do here, but there's a lot to do here. Fucking bone-in ribeye, bro. Bone-in ribeye. Get the fuck down here. Fun. All right, I can't take any more, man. I'm going to have to end the show. i got to get my ass to El Paso. Going to go downtown, have some bone-in ribeye, and have some fun. Um, that's our show for today. Weird, creepy way to end it, but, you know, it does have to end. 
let me fill you in on some uh, upcoming dates before we go. I will be in Vancouver. Yes, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at uh, Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. That's going to be uh, Thursday, May 11th through the 13th. May 11th through 13th. And uh, great club, great peeps. Going to be a blast. Get your tickets online at harlandwilliams.com. And while you're there, check and see if I'm going to be in your town or city. And uh, you can come and see me do my my live stand-up show. Be great to see you guys there. Also, uh, feel free to leave me a phone call like these wonderful people did. 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. Or you can write me at harlowilliams.com. We have a contact link there. I might read your email on the air. Or I might play your phone call on the air. You you decide. You decide. Also, uh, don't forget to check out my new show, my Disney show, Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, it's getting really good reviews, really good feedback. People are loving it. Thank you for everyone who sent me like emails. People have been sending me pictures of their children standing in front of the TV watching Puppy Dog Pals. I got to tell you, it warms my heart. I love it. It's just so nice to see that that children are getting uh, so much fulfillment out of this show we worked so hard on. So thank you, parents, for introducing your kids to Puppy Dog Pals on Disney. And uh, what else? Also, uh, don't forget to get our free app on your cell phone for the Harland Highway podcast. It's 100% free. You just uh, download it on your app, and you get the most current 50 episodes of the show and if you want the whole complete library from episode 1 to what we're doing today uh $20 a year gets you the premium package plus bonus material that we put up uh on the show recently posted some live stand up going to be posting some more of that very soon and uh all good stuff also check out our store at harlowilliams.com and also, if you're cruising around on iTunes, check out our, our new album. When I say our, I mean me and my cousin Kevin Hearn from the Bare Naked Ladies. We have a new rock album out called Rattlesnake Love on iTunes and all other digital platforms. So uh, check it out. See if there's some music on there that you dig. And uh, there you go. So that's it for today's show. Thanks for all your calls. Thanks for your letters. Thanks for listening in general. And... Uh, you know, I'm glad you're here to have fun with us. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Bone in ribeye. Get the fuck down here. It's going to be fun. <laughs>